Hi, and welcome to Minnesota Monday on Rub the Wrong Way. Today we talk to Sean Brewster from CEA about pricing and how to set yourself apart in this crazy world of massage therapy. We will talk about getting over your fear of charging what you're worth and how you can confidently set your prices. So tune in and listen to the episode. Minnesota Monday on Hey guys, Sean Brewster here from Continuing Education Australia. Thanks, Christy, for having me on Rob the Wrong Way podcast. Hey, Sean, welcome to Minnesota Monday. I'm so Thank I'm you. so pumped on these episodes. They are so much fun, and it's really cool to have you uh, on again with us today, talking about putting up your prices. Mm, it's a tricky topic. A lot of people struggle with this, don't they? They really I don't do. Know if, yeah. Have you, have you struggled with this yourself in the past? Absolutely. Yes. I used to be pretty terrible at charging people money for my service. Mm, funny that, isn't it? Yeah. We go to school, we spend a lot of money to learn the skills, yet we don't want to have other people pay for them. I know. Do you know what I worked out that I have asked people to stop telling me? Yeah. That my That's therapy right. is a gift. Is that right? Yeah, because... It's not a gift. It's not a gift. You pay for that, please. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like eating food. <laughs> but it's, you know, people would say to me like, oh, your massage is a gift. And I'm like, no, no, I've worked really hard to do yeah. this. No. this. This amazing stuff doesn't just happen. No. Well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, so, I think you worked for it. I, yeah, I, we, we both know. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about putting up your price so that you can charge what you're worth. Mm, for sure. It's, um, it's one of those things that I think that we all reach a point in our career sometime when, um, you know, we're, we're charging a certain amount, but then we start to see other people around us charging more and we ask ourselves the question, why? Why can they do it, but I can't? And then you've got to ask yourself the question, well, can I? What's stopping me? And uh, it's a pretty common question that I, know, I get ask this question a lot by established practitioners that come along in our courses and they ask me how much I charge and then they ask you know, other people in the group how much they charge and then they look at themselves and go, oh, actually, maybe am I too high, am I too low? Everyone wants to earn more money. That's pretty much a given. Everyone would like to have more money and there's nothing wrong with money. I think we're in our uh, industry, we're kind of, set, we're kind of taught um, by some people at least that you know, we should be driven by our cause, by our want to help people and it's all about helping people and that's all good and well, but you, like you said, you know, you like to eat. You've got to be able to maintain your business, sustain the business, and you want to be able to grow your business and yourself. And I like to drink beer. So Well, that's right. A lot of people like to drink beer, and that gets expensive when you have a lot of beer. And craft, yeah. beer, is, craft beer is expensive. Like Absolutely. Exactly. It is. So you've got to be able to um, sustain your hobbies as well. <laughs> <laughs> My out-of-clinic activity. <laughs> so... How do we how do we get over it? How do we okay. start to get over this bl- well, block that we have about putting up our prices? I'll, I'll tell you a story just quickly about a practitioner, a myotherapist in Melbourne who I know of, based in the city. His clinic is set up in kind of the corporate end of town. There's a lot of lawyer offices, uh, accounting firms. There's money. Like basically his clients are... Um, Wealthy, mostly uh, middle-aged men, typically, just sort of the, the, dem- the dem- demographic for the area that come into his clinic. He sees them typically for about 45 minutes per session, and he was charging $85 per 45 session, which is, in the city, eh, it's about right. 
He'd been doing that for 10 years or so. He was book solid all the time. He didn't really need to work as much as he was, so he's thinking of cutting back. So he brought in a couple of uh, new graduates into the clinic, and they were being booked pretty solidly as well. Everyone was charging $85, 45 minutes. That was his model. It was working, been working for a while. But he wanted to scale back his time and build up some other um, practitioners and basically free up his life a bit, which is what he'd been working for for the last 10 years. So what he did was he decided to, rather than just hire more and move himself out, he thought he'd do an experiment, and that was to put his prices up to see what would happen. So he put his prices up but left the other two practitioners at the $85 for 45 minutes. So he put his up to 115 Didn't change anything about what he did, anything at all. He just put his price up to 115 and left the other two at 85 and just waited to see what would happen. Over the coming weeks, he gets new patients all the time. It's a good referral-type business. New people would come in and they'd ask the question at reception, say, why is he 115 the other two 85 And that the answer was, oh, he's, he's, he's the owner of the business. He's been doing this for a bit longer than we have, so that's what he charges. Invariably, you know, 95, 100% of the people would, would choose him. Price didn't matter, right? So he thought price was going to matter. It didn't matter at all. So he went, this is ridiculous. I'm not getting any less busy. I'm still getting booked out. I don't really want to just cut off my hours. I want the hours to kind of force me to cut back. So he uh, put it up to 125 for 45 minutes. He just got busier. People wanted to see him. They didn't want to go to the 85. They wanted the more expensive proposition. He went, this is crazy. Like, I don't need to work anymore. I'm just going to put it up to $145 for 45 minutes. So up to 145 he went. This is all over the space of about six to nine months. Nothing changed. He was charging $145 for uh, 80, sorry, $145 for 45 minutes. Nothing changed with, the, with how busy he was. So he was forced to cut back his hours purely because he couldn't find another way to do it. And he, was, he was working half as many hours and making twice as much money. Uh, and he, he figured out that the only thing that people wanted was perceived value. So if we value ourselves at a price that is expected, then people expect to receive a service that is pretty much on par with everything else. So you become a commodity so commodities are things that no matter where you are in the world, what they are, they're pretty much the same price. Gold, rice, you know, wheat, yeah. that kind of stuff. Water, exactly, right? It goes up and down a little bit, but the market, it goes up and down with the market. You can't buy and sell wheat, you know, in one country than another country and, and charge twice for it in another country unless there's a supply and demand issue. It's pretty much the same everywhere you go. So his service was a good quality service, no, probably not much better or, or worse than anybody else, but the perceived value around it when he went to $145 was amazing. People just assumed he was better. They came in, received the service and walked out thinking that was great. They thought they were getting what they paid for. I totally got my $145 worth. Yes, absolutely. And he was doing zero different. Like it was nothing different than what he was doing the year before. But the perception from the people who had the money and were willing to spend it was this is a better service because he charges more. So perception's amazing. Exactly. And so mm. that brings us to how as practitioners do we – change our perception of ourselves mm. yeah well i guess one one way to do that i you if you've written in that if you've read anything that i've written before you know i talk a lot about um specializing in things becoming a niche expert in something so one one way to do that would be to just think about something you're passionate about the kind of patient that you absolutely love to treat what is your ideal customer your ideal client your ideal patient who are they what do they look like and what needs do they have to be serviced once you can figure out what needs they have to be serviced and you can figure out a way to do that or even just present yourself as the person who can do that, then your perceived value goes up because you become their problem solver. So as an example, my, my market is athletes. I work a lot with runners. I'm a runner myself. I kind of understand that space quite well. 
So I presented myself a few years ago to the running industry as the therapist to go to if you've got running injuries. Didn't necessarily do anything amazingly different in the way I practiced. I just presented myself that way. So I became known as the, the running guy. Um, because of that, people would travel further. They'd expect to pay more. You know, they would expect to have to book further ahead because they expected me to be busy. They didn't know what the situation was in my clinic, what my background was, what my skills were. I was just presented as the niche expert in that particular field. So I would say that if someone's looking to put their prices up and they don't feel justified in doing so, firstly, you are justified. You've got a skill set. You've paid good money for it. You've studied hard. You've got experience. That's, that should be enough. But if not, then find something that you're really passionate about, something you're willing to stand up and say, hey, guys, this is me. I made this. This is what I do. And then say, okay, I'm going to charge a little bit more for it because not everyone can do this the way that I do it. Not everyone's willing to stand up and say, I'm the person that you go to for this. It can be anything. I have a, a student who's uh, the expert in uh, ice hockey. You know, in, in Melbourne, the ice hockey is not a big thing, but he knows ice hockey, he plays ice, ice hockey. He knows the kind of injuries they get. He can relate to those kind of people. So in his world, he's the only guy, or very, one of very few, that deals with ice hockey injuries. So you can charge more for that because people expect to go and pay more for the specialist. So what you're saying is we need to become a niche expert. We need to find our ideal client and we need to leverage that to be able to, to get people you know, to pay more money. Yay. Yeah, well, that has two, two benefits. One is you can charge more and two is you'll actually get more of the kind of customer that you love, the ones that you want to work with. So your, your driving motivating factor is, okay, I love working with people in this particular space, whatever that space that is. You'll get more of that naturally because you'll develop a name for it. So that's, that's one way to do it is one, develop your niche. The other one is just simply put your prices up and, you, and care less about what people think. Because the funny thing happens is if you are the most expensive person in your suburb, your town, your city, whatever, people will just get to know you as, okay, you're expensive. And what do you think they'll think about your quality of service if you're the most expensive one there? Gosh, it must be the best. It must be the best. Exactly right. It's the most is expensive. It? Exactly right. And the people who come to you and find the value in it will stay with you and those who don't will go somewhere else and you've lost nothing because there's more than enough patience for everyone. That, I, I really like your no BS attitude. Yeah. I recently moved to a new suburb, new part of Melbourne, and the first thing I did was I did a quick scan of all of the different uh, clinics in the area that offer a similar kind of service. I looked at what their prices were and I went 10% higher. Wow, bold. I well, like it. What have I got to lose? You know, and people come to my clinic now. Really, and I'm sure you get this as well. People really ask when they book in, "How much is the treatment?" You get the occasional person, but the one that the people that ask how much is it, how much it is, typically aren't going to hang around anyway. They're not. They're not the person who's going to come back a lot. I find for me, the people who are asking me how much it is, it's after we've had the conversation and they're already booked. They just yeah. want to know how much money to bring with them. That's exactly. Generally, that's generally the only reason why money comes into it is because they're like, "Well, how much is it? Do do I need to bring cash, or do you take yep. cards?" Like, so that's the like it's the practical part mm. of the actual payment process that they're asking yep. why they're asking the price. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I, I mean, I've spoken about it on previous mini episodes about my pricing structure. I actually have a, like a tiered pricing structure for membership mm -hmm. clients, and I like it's it seems complicated, but for me. The bit I have always hated about pricing is asking at the end of the session. So I've eliminated that. Yep. They know up front. Yeah. Well, A, they know yep. up front or B, they've already paid me 
and I don't have to even say to them anything. I'm like, bye-bye, see you next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's been great. Click. So you've pretty much taken the money out of the equation. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and I, then like, you can focus on building the relationship and rapport and everything else that goes with it, yeah. Exactly. So because I struggled, I mean, I did, I struggled for years, like trying to charge, you know, that charge what I'm worth and I'm using mm. inverted commas people who are listening at home <laughs> <laughs> but I I really I really struggled with it and so I looked for a model that took it out of the equation for me and yeah, so now perfect. what I have is the confidence to say to people well you've got two options you can go with a casual option where you pay this much or you can come and join and be a member and you get all of this value all of these benefits all of these things and it's this much money yeah and, and for the it comes out and you're, we don't even have to talk about it. Exactly. It's like a gym membership, yeah? Exactly. It's exactly people like are, a gym membership. Yeah, yeah. If you had to actually go to the gym every time and, and fork over that money, people would be less likely to want to do it. But, yeah, take the money out of the equation, make it less of a, of a focus. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Ooh. So, what you're saying to help us put up our prices, one, we need to become a niche expert and find our ideal client and we need to kind of price ourselves above other people is this kind of yeah at, you look at look at two cars parked next to each other they look identical one's for sale for five thousand the other one's for sale for fifty five thousand you're going to assume that fifty five thousand dollar car is better you don't know they just look the same from the outside in but you'll look at the fifty five thousand dollar one thinking there's more value here somewhere so put your it price up. be a bentley is all that's right <laughs> well actually no it's probably not a bentley it's probably it's just like some kind of isuzu mux or something <laughs> Sean Brewster, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people Thanks connect with you? CEAustralia.com, Continuing Education Australia. Fantastic. And I'm sure we can find you on the Facebooks as well. You can find me on the Book of Faces, yes. Yep. Uh, CE Australia on Facebook as well, I think it is. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for your time today, Sean. Thank you, Christy. Bye. If you liked listening to today's episode, I'd be super grateful if you shared it with someone who could use this advice. Or if you found some value, please feel free to message me through the Rub the Wrong Way Facebook page and let me know what you took away from the episode. Also, if you feel so inclined, I'd love a rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you so much and I'll see you next Monday.